But I think you lose a lot of the magic of Thanksgiving and even throughout all of the holidays when you just are treating it all like a checkoff list, right? Like look for those moments to be interruptible. Look for those moments to just slow down, enjoy, and be fully present. And because it's easy to get so caught up in the whirlwind of this time of year that we miss out on a lot of just slow and sweet moments. Welcome to Cowgirls Over Coffee, where we encourage and equip women to embrace the process and practice of tackling daily demands, actually executing on our plans, and taking action on the most audacious goals that we can come up with without sacrificing our peace and staying rooted in our purpose. These are conversations for doers, for those of us who refuse to settle for less than we absolutely know we are capable of achieving for women who are cultivating thriving homes and businesses side by side. I'm your host, Thea Larson. Grab a coffee and sit down. We have so much to talk about. Okay, you guys. So this is our like Thanksgiving roundtable. I don't know what even to call it, but I just wanted to chat about all the Thanksgiving things because Thanksgiving is coming up next Thursday. So this is like, it is time for like, it's crunch time when it comes to Thanksgiving. So I just want to say I have my friends here with me, Lana Wilkes and Megan Gates. Hi. And you can follow them on Instagram. I'll put them in the show notes. You're going to get to know them. They are going to be voices that you'll become intimately familiar with if you stick with us here at Cowgirls Over Coffee. But just welcome, Megan. Welcome, Lana. What have you guys – tell me what what's on your docket. What do you got going on right now? Because Thanksgiving for us, we're like recording this a little bit early, but – you tell me. We are in full Thanksgiving swing. We actually start planning for Thanksgiving in September. I know. You start super early. Yeah, we do really early because we host it and we raise our own turkeys. And so we have to think about processing the turkeys and getting all of that going. So we, by the time that Thanksgiving, the week before Thanksgiving rolls around, we're pretty much just prepping food really making sure we have a good head count and prepping food because we are all big planners. And I think the more that you plan for Thanksgiving, the easier it is so that you don't have to be stressed out with last minute stuff on top of all the other stresses that come with a holiday. And if you're just listening to this right now and you didn't do any of that, that's why I'm here. (laughs) I I can give you a great Thanksgiving overview with two days to go. So (laughs) I know that that's not the best way, but if you are at that moment in the holiday, no fear. There's still hope. (laughs) I love it. I love it. How many, how many people do you host Megan? Cause you have a big, we always host at least my family, me and Cody, my husband and the girls. We always host my in-laws, Cody's parents, And um, we also this year are hosting my brother and Cody's sister and her husband. And so we are going to have a little bit of a bigger year this year, which is good because last year there was not so many of us and we had leftovers for like two weeks. (laughs) Which also is a great part of Thanksgiving. Which also is wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. Great perk. Okay. So Lana, in your lack of planning, like how do, what gets you? Like you're able to, you're... Don't, not a planner ahead or you don't start for Thanksgiving in September. But like what do you what do you have planned? Like the pumpkins are off the porch from Halloween. <laughs> right. Well, I will say though, as much as I am not a planner, I am getting good at it, darn it. I'm becoming an adult. What what do you do? But at the same time, like one of the things I love about Thanksgiving is you create space to actually enjoy cooking and baking and trying new things. And so for me, it doesn't ever look the same just because our family family dynamic, we go somewhere different every year. Sometimes I host, sometimes I don't. And so it just like provides this opportunity to try new recipes and, or, you know, do something different. So as far as not planning, I think that there 
is, I don't know, something fun about flying by the seat of your pants every once in a while. But you just can't, it, as long as it doesn't totally stress you out. You can't let yourself get stressed. It's it's Thanksgiving. It's supposed to be fun. <laughs> so. I know, right? I feel like you have to plan, like, or at least I feel more comfortable, or and maybe this is just my anxiety talking, but like if I'm hosting, I feel like I don't have to plan as much ahead. Like if I'm going somewhere, I feel like even though, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's I'm like, true for me too. I coordinate all of the things. Yeah. Like that's the traveling part is more stressful for me. And I haven't traveled for a holiday in a really long time, but I'm like you. I want to wing it. Like I want to like not have to plan things. I love not the planning process, but like the visioning process. Yes. Like I can, I think those are two very different things. And I think yes. that sometimes when we ask people like, oh, are you a planner? And I'm like, just because you're making this you're a list of like <laughs> your vision for Thanksgiving, that is not planning. And like, that is where I had to like get on my own butt about like being like, okay, Thea, like this list is not a plan. Like this is not, and that goes not just for Thanksgiving, that goes for all of life. Like listing is not planning. So we're going to have to do something a little better than that. But I like that we have like a good representation here today to talk about starting in September versus like, Hey, what's going on? I have to ask you guys though, big turkey, small turkey, give me the turkey rundown. Like, what do you do? Cause I will, I will tell you every year. So Jesse likes to smoke the turkey and this is probably the only kitchen related task that Jesse does is cooking the turkeys and we like brine them and then smoke them on the trigger, which is super amazing. But we live in Nebraska too. So like we've had a couple of years where like if the wind is blowing and you cannot keep that temperature up, holy cow, it took forever to cook that sinking turkey (laughs) because Jesse has to have like he wants you mentioned the leftovers, Megan. Jesse has to have, like, he wants, like, a 40-pound turkey. Like, if he could get a 40-pound turkey to fit on that grill, we would 100% be having a 40-pound turkey. And turkey leftovers are so good. But what about you guys? Where is your – where so do your turkeys fall? My mom, she's probably the most adventurous to bring up. We do a lot of different things. But what she always does is she makes a turducken, which is, like, Ooh. ginormous turkey with a duck inside of it, with a chicken inside of it. So like, I mean, there's a lot of meat going on there, but I mean, it's fun. Like one other time are you going to make a turducken other than Thanksgiving, right? So how is that? Like, I'm really, I've heard of a turducken before, but I cannot understand how you, like, I have a hard enough time just getting the things in the turkey, like not, not a duck or chicken. There has been years that I don't think it totally worked out, but yeah, you try try to proportion it as best you Cornish can. Cornish hen maybe right. inside of a dog, inside of an ostrich. Like I feel like that I could make it. Yeah, I just but, want to know how long the thing takes to cook. Like it, I have a whole, hard enough time be like trying to get my turkey like the white meat not dried out, but the dark <laughs> meat still cooked, and it's like you're adding two more birds yes. into that complex thing. Yeah, it's a it's a whole day affair for sure. <laughs> Not for the faint of heart. How do you cut that even? I have all the questions of like I never I didn't realize it was gonna take this turn. But now I feel like I need a whole like turducken. See, but that's that's my thing. That's what I love about Thanksgiving is like, yes, I love the traditional aspect of it, but like don't be afraid to step outside the box and like pull in something new too. Because when else yeah. are you gonna? When else do you have the opportunity to make a turducken other than Thanksgiving? <laughs> That's what I love about all of the holiday season. Like I'm just like full send, full send. Like Halloween through the New Year, I'm like bring it all. So Megan, you raised your turkeys this like the last couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is our second year raising our own turkeys. How is that on your heart? <laughs> that might be heartless. <laughs> I feel like turkeys are not as lovable as chickens, but actually I like the turkeys personality a lot better than chickens personalities. Really? They're really friendly and they will like, they'll bond with you Until and you break their heart. Literally. Yeah. The one that we processed <laughs> last year was actually more of a pet, but it's like with the breed, it got too big and its health was declining. And so it was like, it's either going to die, like not in a great state, or we can go ahead and like use it and not be wasteful. Yeah. And yeah. so 
that one was like kind of a, oh, we don't want to have to get rid of this one. But it was for the best, honestly. And so it always it is. fine. Yeah. I don't want it. You don't really want to eat them when they get to be super old either. Like, no. I remember, that was my grandma and her stinking roosters. She would love to, like, you could tell when it was a rooster in the soup. It was not delicious. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you guys doing, do you do just one turkey then, Megan? Yep. We do one turkey. I think eventually Cody would like to do two turkeys so that we can roast one and smoke one. Because some years we've smoked them, some years we've roasted them, but we've not tackled two turkeys at once yet. And we just don't need to. We get a big turkey. And so we don't really need two really big turkeys with the amount of people that we serve at this point. But yeah, we just do one and that has worked out really well for us. And I like doing a big turkey because like you said, like we don't eat turkey really except on Thanksgiving. So you might as well just enjoy it while you have it and make a good leftovers out of it. So for your family, do you guys do more like a potluck style where people come together and everybody brings something or is it mainly just on your shoulders to host? I cook most of it. My mother-in-law always is a big help with prepping other dishes or she'll ask if she can do something or help out with stuffing or a pie. She usually helps with desserts and stuff like that. But almost everything else I just do myself. Okay. Which I enjoy. Like that's the thing is I love doing it. I love cooking. I love hosting. I love feeding other people. And so I don't feel like that is a stress or a burden on my shoulders. Now, if I did, I would definitely be reaching out for more help. And I encourage other people to do that if they get stressed out or overwhelmed or they're just running out of time or whatever. But like I have never once grumbled or thought that it was too much or anything like that because I love and enjoy to host, especially holiday meals. Same. same. I love it. I love cooking. I love cooking all this stuff. The only thing that I get stressed out about is I like to keep the things like my kitchen situation is small. So I like to keep things moving through like so I can clean as I go. Otherwise, I hate that whole like disaster that you have at the end. I love the cooking part. And I love I love having like the core staples of the meal. Like, you know, if you have I, I don't have anything that's like super traditional that we've done even in my family. My mom used to do like a jello ring situation that had like applesauce and mandarin in it, but I've never I've never attempted that just because I'm not a big jello person. My grandmother used to always love to put vegetables in jello, which <laughs> I will never understand. Vegetables in jello. I was like, I don't think carrots and lime are really that complimentary. Like just not my <laughs> You totally see that That's though. My grandma was the worst cook. Like she was so one of my grandmas my, on my mom's side. I used to stay out at the ranch with her when like my granddad had like knee replacements and things. And she bought a butterball turkey and she had never bought a butterball turkey before since this is Thanksgiving. And she noticed it had like tumors under the skin, which apparently butterball turkeys have butter pats like under the skin. Like that's the whole thing, I guess. And so she cut them all out and cooked it anyway, which so first of all, this part of this butterball turkey apparently was that it had butter like injected underneath the skin and that's what kept it moist. And then she cut it all out and she thought a turkey had tumors, cancerous tumors, and she cooked it and served it to me anyway. So that's like the tip of the ice, but like it was not grandma's home cook. Like you didn't, it was not the best, but that's awesome. we don't have a ton of like core things, but I'm curious do you guys like, is it tried and true recipes or are you like, let's like pull something out of the hat box and see what happens? I'd say definitely for like the Wilkes family, like my mother-in-law, she like has a apple cheese crisp, which is like Ooh. apples and Colby cheese, which you wouldn't assume go together, but like it's phenomenal. And so they have like traditional things that they like always make. And I enjoy every single one of those things. So, and she's a phenomenal cook. She she knows how to cook so well. You lucky that. Yes. And then, but my other side of the family is huge. Like we rent a hall because there's not enough space in any house to fit all of us. So it's 
always a mosh posh of whatever anybody brings and you never know what <laughs> what really you're going to be eating for Thanksgiving. But also some really good cooks in there and some really experimental cooks too. So <laughs> is what I'll say. But yeah. I'm curious what you cook for Thanksgiving. Or do you are you like showing up as a team? Do you just like does he write your name on the bottom like when right. your mom buys gifts? Yeah, that's that's exactly right. No, my husband is like a really great cook and I'm so spoiled. But when it like what you said when you're going to like for me, I'm traveling four or six hours to go somewhere and it's like, okay, what can I make in a hotel room or at somebody else's house using their kitchen? So you do kind of have to like put some planning into it and thinking about like, okay, what's something that I can either make at home that will like hold or whatever. But so it does change or it's something like totally cheating, like some sort of like appetizer. Like I've done like boards of meats and cheeses and that fancy kind of thing. But like, otherwise, yeah, it always changes. But when I do it at my own house, because we also have like a friend's giving. So maybe you're listening to this and you're like, this doesn't apply to me at all. I can't go see my family because it's just too hard. So years have happened like that for us too. And so we just have our friends come over. And that's when I really get creative because it's like, okay, I can make the cranberry sauce and the turkey and the ham and the green bean casserole or whatever. So like, yeah, that's when it's, I think it's more fun when you can host as long as you're having fun with it. Like you guys are saying, like, don't put that stress on your shoulders. And if you have it, then ask for help. You know, what? and I'm going to flip this around too, because like, I love, I love to make stuff from scratch. And quite frankly, I don't make things from scratch like I used to before we had the boys. Because, you know, now, especially as our schedules have gotten, we're in that weird place, I think, where not both the kids are in school. So there's like a lot of driving back and forth. So I usually feed the kids like supper right when we get home from school about four o'clock. And then I'll feed something to Jesse. So I end up making like multiple meals kind of. And so I'm not cooking things from scratch like I used to. And so I feel like Thanksgiving and the holidays are when I can like really take the time. And it's for me. You know what I mean? And like, I think about it like I love to make crafts, but I don't want to keep them all. Like, but I like the making process. The same thing with food. Like, I want to make a big plate of scratch. Like, I love making cranberry sauce. I love making stuffing, like from like get the bread, toast it like a really good yeah. or dressing, yeah. or whatever. You I love yeah, making that. Stuffing and, like, or dressing? I feel that is such a question. <laughs> we always thought it was stuffing. You guys? Stuffing. We call it stuffing, but stuffing is technically, if it goes in the bird, it's stuffing. If it's never in the bird, it's dressing. And you could, it could be the exact same recipe. It's just literally like if you stuff it or if you don't. And so we, I never stuff my bird. Like I've never made legit stuffing. I only ever make dressing, but I still call it stuffing. Yeah. I did not know. See, we learned something. Okay. <laughs> check your little scorecards of like, I learned something new today. I had no idea. Everyone who's listening, like, you're going to have to screenshot this and tag us at Cowgirls Over Coffee and be like, yeah, I, we knew that, Thea. We're smart like Megan. Like, <laughs> well, apparently, I'm not that smart either, though, because even though I know what I make is dressing, I still call it stuffing. Yeah, same. Like, you, I, your, your dressing identifies as stuffing. <laughs> oh, no. <That's> <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> going to say like everyone along the lines of like, do it, do what you enjoy. Like that fills you. Cause I think that's the best part about like feeding people. Like I like to feed people just like, I love to give gifts. Like I love to give gifts. And I hate when people are like, Oh, don't do that. I'll do this. I'm like, no, I want to do this. So like let people contribute in the way yeah. that they, like, it might seem like to you, but like if they want to stay up all night smoking their Turkey, then like that's, probably as much like it's not just like a chore like if it's not a chore for them let them do the work they want to do like yeah I don't know Therapeutics, if that's like- just like it is for us like you know allowing other people that space to serve if it feels good for them too so so Megan, Thanksgiving do you experiment or do you go t- tried and true we go tried and true we are in a family of creatures of habit and so <laughs> very rarely Last year, I tried a different dressing recipe with sausage in it, and that was like the only thing that I really mixed up. 
And it was really good, but it was really labor intensive. (laughs) And because I have tried a lot of different stuffing recipes, and the only ones that I've really liked have been made from sourdough because it doesn't get soggy. Like it's, and like the top gets really crunchy and chewy. And if I don't use sourdough, then it just doesn't, I just don't get that texture. Like the texture kind of grosses me out. And so it's like, I have to make the sourdough and then I have to make the whole stuffing and I have to plan it out several days in advance. And so it was really labor intensive, but my family is perfectly happy with stovetop box stuffing. And so that's probably just what we're going to do this year. What you're talking about though, you shared that recipe with my husband, Blake, because he's the real yes. and he loves it. So you're going to have to like share that because yeah, that he loved his, that recipe you shared with him. It's tasty. It just takes a little bit. I think that the dressing is my favorite part of Thanksgiving. Like I could eat just, if you gave me dressing gravy and cranberry sauce, peace. Like, and then I will have, I will have turkey sandwiches for dinner. Like, cause we, you know, like you always eat really early. It seems like for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and then you have like a late night. Also, if you're with like, Jesse is a huge football fanatic. Like my husband is like, he loves football. So so very much. So we have like the whole football Thanksgiving thing, which I didn't grow up with. But I'd watched football, but it, like it wasn't a big thing. So we have the whole football thing. So then we have like the turkey sandwich appetizers. And so that also requires that the Thanksgiving dinner has excellent rolls. Yes. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There are just lots of them. <laughs> yes. Yes. You have to have prolific rolls. <laughs> right. Yes. That brings up another thing too, is like for the, I mean, the football thing, like for us, like, yeah, we have that huge meal at like one or whatever is normally when we eat. And then like part of Thanksgiving for me is all of the snacky food that kind of comes with like football and stuff too. And you can have a lot of fun with that. And that's like, if you're going somewhere, that's like the perfect thing that you can like cook before you go or whatever that doesn't take as much like a stove or whatever. And that's what I normally bring to like things where I'm like going somewhere is you can have a lot of creativity with those kind of things and it still be fun and not necessarily slaving over a stove all day. But the we always do that too. Kind of like as a, like part of the tradition is we always do like different pickles and cheeses and crackers and meat and like pepper jelly over cream cheese. And were those little uh, rolls like the ham rolls with the cream cheese and the pickles, you know, yeah, to I just kind it. of like hold you off into the meal. Yeah. And I feel like it's always, our family always does like really like nice different cheeses. And like when I was growing up, my parents would always do like caviar and make it like really fancy. And we do like a baked brie and oh, yeah, I'm like the only one in my family now that likes brie. And so I'm like, I'm just going to get a whole wheel of brie and I'll just keep eating it. <laughs> I love it. Like I'm going to sacrifice my baked brie on Thanksgiving morning. That's right. Yeah. It's been a while since I've made baked brie. Gosh, that's so good too. With like a good cracker or, or a nice piece of crusty bread. Yes. Yes. Oh my yes. I'm like, mm, now I'm getting all the they Thanksgiving. Have, oh. they, they have brie bites now that I literally buy this bag and there's like little to go individually packed brie's that are phenomenal. You got to try that. that. Yeah. I'm going to say too, as if you are planning your Thanksgiving dinner and you are hosting, snacks are so important because if you end up like we'd usually do, the turkey goes over because Jesse... And his turkey that has to be cooked. Like, we have no idea. Like, it might be 70 degrees outside. It may be 20 degrees outside. The wind may be blowing 90 miles an hour. But we have to cook that stinking turkey on the grill. So, like, if you have a good snack situation, everyone's not starving. Especially, like, if you've got little kids. Because if the kids are starving and then everyone's frustrated, like, that's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And then if your team's not winning or something, I mean. (laughs) It's over. (laughs) It's over. Done. Just go home. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So you guys have another, like, what are, I want to be like useful for those of you who are listening to us. Like, 
what are some traditions or do you have any traditions that you have? Because we all are, our families are pretty young and that we have, you know, younger children. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of like moving into the hosting phase of our family situation for the most part. I love, I love hosting. Anybody else? Like, are you guys, I love entertaining. Like I I have all the ideas and it's so hard to fit into my schedule. But as we're moving into that, we also have little kids in our in our situation. So are there any particular Thanksgiving traditions that you've picked up from your families or ones that you are like you haven't tried yet but you think would be fun? We read books with the kids like leading up. We read Thanksgiving specific children's books leading up to it to learn like the history of Thanksgiving. We always do very first Thanksgiving Day, the Thanksgiving story. And Over the River and Through the Woods, those are like our three favorite Thanksgiving books. And um, like some of them are for a little bit like older kids, like the Thanksgiving story is kind of longer and better for like older kids. It wouldn't be good for like toddlers, like Over the River and Through the Woods is the perfect little short story for toddlers and like little, little kids. But we just, I mean, especially with kids, we just try to involve them with like the actual making of the food and like, you know, always teaching them the underlying reasons why we celebrate Thanksgiving and why we're thankful and, you know, getting to the core of all of that. But I don't think we have any like real specific, like unique traditions to our family. Do you, Lana? Neither do we. And I've been thinking about this because like, we so in my family personally like my family of origin is super small like there's my mom my dad and my sister and I and of course there's family drama on either side so when my grandmother on my dad's side passed away like that was pretty much the end of like family anything right like it was usually just the four of us and so we have a few traditions that I really cherish and like that's one of the things like I've always loved like big families and family tradition. And I've been thinking a lot now that the kids are old enough that they can start really remembering those family traditions. I'm like, it'd be so much fun to like start incorporating some of those things that we could do, you know, do for them to, to pass down. And also to like, also have something to do during like, I love the reading stories and things like what can we do? Because like little kids, like that's a long day for them and there's a lot going on. So what about you, Lana? Any? So one of the things we do all through the month of November is I get like a pumpkin and on the top, I'll be like, I am thankful for, and then every night at dinner, we just go around and like share what we're thankful for that day. And then we write it on the pumpkin, right? So that you're kind of swirling around the whole pumpkin. So then at the end, or by the time you get to Thanksgiving, you have this pumpkin full of things you're thankful for. So that's kind of like what something that we do is like us four leading up. And we also, when we are hosting like our friends giving, I will normally have like one or two like small, like easy crafts that they can make it like a tur- hand turkey or something. You know what I'm saying? Like those fun little crafts. But as far as like family tradition, um, my family, one of the things that really kind of meant a lot to me, even as a kid is, again, we have like a huge family. So I'm talking like 50 people sometimes more (laughs) depends on who invites who, but, um, we like always pray before the meal and we'll all be holding hands. And even in that we'll go around and share what we are thankful for that year, like with something that we are thankful for. So then it just kind of is this space of, even though there's so many of us, sometimes like we're not ever like have the opportunity to really like catch up, but it's like this moment for each person to kind of like share, like, how they're doing, right? Like in the attitude of thankfulness. So that's something I really appreciated about my family growing up that they made into a tradition. So, and yeah, football and <laughs> that, and, but my favorite thing was also my aunts, they love Black Friday shopping. And so when we would get together Thanksgiving night after, you know, football games still going, guys are watching that or whatever, and we would get out all the ads and go through all the ads and make our list and make our plan for when we were going to meet the next morning and uh, go shopping that next day. So, and I know a lot of people are like super anti-Black Friday because it's like, oh, we just celebrate Thanksgiving. Now let's go buy more stuff. But for me, it was such a, wasn't necessarily about getting a bunch of stuff, but it was like that time with my aunts that I didn't get the rest of the year to really just enjoy being with them and 
having fun together. I think, Lana, too, just because I know you, I feel like the competitive nature of Black Friday oh, yeah. back in the day, like, I could see you like Throwing a racing to the. <laughs> yeah, I totally see little Lana like with her list and being like, I've planned how I'm going to sprint through the store. Absolutely. You know, for sure. Like very, very well. Like I tease about not planning, but I was well planned for Black Friday. I'm sure. I have no doubt. It's kind of funny because I feel like since you brought up Black Friday, like I hate kind of Black Friday goes on forever now because it's like Black Friday and small business, whatever, and Cyber Monday or whatever. And I'm just like, it, it took the magic away from Black Friday. We never went. We never went to Black. I went to one Black Friday sale and it was with Jesse and his brother, Cody. I think, I think we were there to try and get a TV for Cody even. And we went to the Walmart and Jesse will never go to another Black Friday. Like someone hit him in the back of the the ankle with the shopping cart. And like he was, I'm out. This is ridiculous. That was my only like in-person Black Friday Thing. Yeah, that's just assumed. If you're going out, you will get hit with a shopping cart. <laughs> so you might want to like part of your Thanksgiving planning, like buy some shim guards for the back of your like some calf guards. <laughs> Wear your good good boots when you go out. <laughs> are, really, are the in-store deals any better than the online deals nowadays? No. Because I would rather just stay home and wait for Cyber Monday and just be like, here, I'm not gonna face the crowds or anything. I think we're a niche audience for that too. Cause I think we're all like, we'll just stay up. <laughs> all of us middle of nowhere ladies are like, what can I order online? What will be delivered to my doorstep? Well, absolutely. Like, because we don't even have an option to go to like a real mall. <laughs> so like, yeah. of course that's like, you know, that's why, that's why it's so exciting when I actually get to go be with my aunts. Cause I'm like, oh, I can go to a real store. It doesn't even matter if it's black Friday. <laughs> and I don't, I feel like, so that was, gosh, when we went to that, that had to have been like, that was before we had Oliver. So this is like 2015, maybe I'm thinking, but like, I remember they had like zones in the Walmart and I feel like there were like signs and like arrows and like, does that, like, cause that was my first, that was my first, I was a Black Friday version at that point. But I think it was because in person, like there was like, like you could get like three TVs for like 90% off or something like that. And I think that's like, and if you're a retailer, I'm just, okay, I'm going down a rabbit hole now. But like, if you're a retailer, getting people to go in store to make those purchases is probably going to mean more revenue for you because you're not going to have to deal with the like shipping mm-hmm. and handle like the whole process of that, which would be costly. Yeah. Yeah. And you're more likely to sell more because they're already in the store. Yeah. And they're going to see deals and it's, we're going to, that adrenaline is pumping. See, this is what happens when you also talk Thanksgiving with a bunch of entrepreneurs. We're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Here's the inside. So with the traditions, one thing I was going to say that we, I've never done, I liked the idea of doing is like, have you seen where they do the tablecloth and then people write on the tablecloth and then they like embroider it later, like oh, the yes. ink washes away? But that was something I'm kind of wanting to do like a Thanksgiving. We usually host Thanksgiving. I don't know if we're going to host Thanksgiving. We haven't had that conversation yet this year. But like, I'd love to have like, do like a Friendsgiving, like not just for friends, but like on Thanksgiving, be like, come. Because I think it'd be fun if you had something. And I don't know if a tablecloth would be the best, but like, where you could see through the years who joined you for the meal. I think that would be really fun, especially like if you're hosting, you know, not just family members, even it could be really fun. I don't know exactly what I would incorporate that on, but that would be cool. But otherwise I haven't really thought about, I need to like get on Pinterest. There's got to be some great Thanksgiving traditions that I don't even know are out there. Oh, there's, I am yeah. so bad about laser focusing on food because my I grew up in a food family. Like we are all like my family group chat is just pictures of everyone's supper every night. Yeah. Like we are such a food family. And so the day after Thanksgiving was tamale day and we would just like make tamales all day long. This was before Black Friday was a thing. Like we didn't have Black Friday. Like we were in my grandma's little tiny mountain town in Colorado and we would go to like a craft show 
on Friday and like see everybody's crafts and like do some Christmas shopping. And then we go home and like make tamales all day. Oh, I love that. And so like I need to find more traditions that are not centered around food because my whole family is just like tradition and food. Like they go together. It's the same thing. Well, uh, something that we always do is after you eat and it's like the, you know, some people might take a nap. Some people are watching football, but we always go for like a walk, like a family walk. Mm -hmm. And that's always like a really great time to, I don't know, have a good conversations because sometimes, you know, just walking and talking is so nice. So even if the weather is awful, we'll go out there and go for a walk and just for the sake of tradition, (laughs) I guess. So it might be a quick walk, but yeah, I love it. It also, it helps, helps after you just ate a bunch of food. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. No, no kidding. So are you guys, I have to ask this, like, are you, cause there's the whole school of thought around the people who are willing to skip October and November entirely and go straight through everything's Christmas. Or are you like, do you have to hold space to appropriately honor each of the holidays in the season? Uh, Depends on the year. I think, but I like always, always break for that week of Thanksgiving. Even if I've already zoned in on Christmas, there's always like a, I will celebrate Thanksgiving this week, but that's why we do that pumpkin too. So it's not like we're just smashing through fall. And I, I personally love decorating for fall as much as I love decorating for Christmas. So like bring me all the yellows, oranges, and reds, because I am super into decorating for fall. So I like to experience that side of it as well. So I'm getting better at that because I think in my 20s, it was just all things Christmas. But I don't know. I'm loving Thanksgiving more and more when I get older, I guess. What about you, Meg? I think as far as celebrating the holidays, we don't really actively like celebrate and start Christmas traditions until December 1st. Like, but we've already started buying Christmas presents. Like we already have presents. We already have our Christmas plans for like where we're going to be when we are there at Christmas. Like I already have, like I'm already signed up for like an Advent Bible study. Like we have all of these things in place, but like I'm not going to decorate my house. We're not going to start Advent. We're not going to start the traditions until December 1st. Cause we have a ton of Christmas traditions, but like, I think that Thanksgiving is just so special and like such a precious time that like we want, you know, we want to enjoy it for what it is. And we don't just want to be like, okay, here's Thanksgiving now Christmas. Like, you know, because even if we use the entire month of December to celebrate Christmas, that's an entire month to celebrate a holiday. Like that is plenty. I will say though, Christmas music is already being played in my house. It's definitely part of, (laughs) yes. Like I am so into Christmas. I'm serious. I love there's been, there was a couple of days in July and June where like, Oh, the Christmas music kind of sounds nice. Maybe we'll just in all that for a little bit. Christmas has the best music. Right. And I think over the river and through the woods is like the only actual Thanksgiving song. Like I'm sure there's like something out there. I don't know of, but like, we need to bulk up Thanksgiving. We need to bulk Thanksgiving. Like we need to bulk Thanksgiving up a little bit. And so I'm going to need for some Christmas as well. Right. <laughs> Hello. They we, go together. One tradition that we have done in the past and like, it's been a little sporadic, but like going and getting a Christmas tree the day after Thanksgiving. Yes. I was, that. that was really fun because people are already together. So that yeah. was really fun. Christmas, the day after Thanksgiving, I'm like, bring on Christmas, but all of like from Halloween until, till Thanksgiving, I want to have, like, I just want more Thanksgiving. I feel like the holiday season goes by so fast. It goes by so sinking fast anyways. And like, I just, I want to like savor more of it. Savor is a good word for it. Yeah. Well, and I, that's the thing is like, I, we easily just get caught in the, the storm of just rushing through these holidays or feeling like we have to like check off all these boxes of like, well, I gotta do all this so that my kids have the full experience. At least for me, like it's a lot about like, well, I want the kids to have the full experience of all these things. 
But I think you lose a lot of the magic of Thanksgiving and even throughout all of the holidays when you just are treating it all like a checkoff list, right? Like look for those moments to be interruptible. Look for those moments to just slow down, enjoy, and be fully present. And because it's easy to get so caught up in the whirlwind of this time of year that we miss out on a lot of just slow and sweet moments that we can have as as a family or just with friends. Like, I mean, if you're just a single person listening to this, it's who those people you love. It's it's it, cuddling with your dog. Like, you know what I mean? Just those moments of of sweetness, I guess. I love that. Okay. So we've gone on for a while now and I want to keep these, I want to keep these conversations like not short and sweet because if you know me for like more than 30 seconds, you know, short and sweet is not my spiritual gifting, but any final takeaways, you guys, like I want to keep this conversation going too. So if, if you guys are listening to this and you have a tradition, I want to hear about it. If you have like a, a practice or the ways that you really make Thanksgiving meaningful, or if you have an awesome recipe, like please share that and tag at Cowgirls Over Coffee because I want to compile some of this and share it throughout the rest of the week because we have like a week and a half-ish till Thanksgiving. And I just think like for all of us, like we can always add, I don't know, you can just add to Thanksgiving. So I'm going to make it, I'm deciding now that it's my personal mission to like, let's bulk up Thanksgiving. Lana, if you could um, get the McCracken family together, maybe write a few actual Thanksgiving songs. <laughs> yeah, like we can we just go. The McCracken musical ministry. It's really I will never not love that. But we, we need to make it our mission. It's like now a Cowgirls Over Coffee side quest to make Thanksgiving bigger. Or not bigger, it's like squishy. More. Enjoyable. Enjoy it. Yeah. Favorite. Just like favorite like the meal if you're food people. Yeah. Do you guys have anything you want to share? Any Thanksgiving thoughts you want to share before we close this? I do. Okay. I do want to say that for those of you that are hosting, I know that there's probably several women out there that have to host and it can be stressful. Organizing family can be stressful. Coordinating can be stressful. I meditate on Proverbs 15, 17 throughout the entire holiday season. And it is better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a fattened ox and hatred with it. Oh, I love that. And I I meditate on that through the whole holiday season is that none of this stuff matters if my heart is grouchy and I'm a crab. Like if I, I could serve a beautiful, you know, Michelin star meal, but if I serve it with hatred and I am not, I'm stressed out and I'm an anxious ball of lashing out at my family, it doesn't matter. Like it would be better for me to serve them a McDonald's meal with a tender heart and with mm-hmm. love towards them than for me to go through all this trouble and stress myself out and take it out on everyone else. And so I just want to encourage anyone who is in that position and tends to get stressed out in those things, like reach out for help. Don't overburden yourself unnecessarily. And like, just remember that your heart in the end is more important than any kind of food that you could serve your people. That's beautiful. You know what? Now we're going to have to continue. We have to keep going because obviously (laughs) I'm not the only person. Like that is the whole other side of this conversation that is the, like, how do we handle this mentally? How do we protect our, our headspace? How do we, like, how do we hold up our bound? Like that could be an entire other episode. And quite frankly, you guys, when I was brainstorming this out, I was like, and of course I was like, no, Thea, let's keep it light and fun. But here we go. Because this is all our people, right? No, this is perfect. But like, I know it's really hard to like hold our boundaries and especially when it's talking about family or, you know, there's, there can be like hard feelings around this time of year, especially like you guys have any thoughts on any thoughts you care to share on that? Well, I I'd say like on the other side of it is it's just really even preparing your own heart and head before you show up to the place. Like we put a lot of prep into into the food. We put a lot of prep into, you know, paper plates or China, right? But like, we don't always put a lot of prep into our own mental state before we go into an environment that may not be as welcoming as you would love it to be. And I think for Mm -hmm. me, 
when I am going to a place, instead of them coming to me, I show up with the attitude of, okay, what needs to be done? Instead of showing up waiting to be served or expecting something or expecting, I show up with an attitude of like, I'm here to help. And I think that changes my mental state too, because like, I'm just there to serve and not seeing it as like, I deserve this or whatever. And that helps me when you're just showing up and compared to hosting and that can be helpful too. But yeah, having that prep of like, okay, I know that I might be in this space with this person that's really hard to get along with. How am I going to respond to them? And even just like prepping yourself of how you are going to carry yourself when you go into that space. Mm, So good. That's such good advice. What do you think, Megan? Yeah. I mean, I just second everything that Lana said. I think that honestly, the vast majority of people are going to be in rooms with tension during the holidays. I think that like, if you just think about the odds of, and think about the typical family relations and everything, like odds are you're going to be put into a room where there's some tension or where there's past history, you know, whatever. And so I think that like, like Lana said, spending that time to really prepare your heart and to think about the good and not history, not awkwardness, not tension, just enjoy the holiday for what it is. And especially with Thanksgiving, we all have so much to be thankful for, truly. Like it sounds cliche, but we really do. Mm-hmm. And so the whole point of the holiday is to honor those things that you're grateful for and to humbly sit back and take on the attitude of, I am, I am thankful for all this stuff. And so I think that if we get back to like those roots and we prepare ourselves with like, yes, I'm going to have to be in the same room as this person and maybe we don't get along great, but I'm not going to let that take away from the things that I am thankful for and the things that I do want to enjoy Yeah, because there's always something. There's always something. Yeah. So good. And I would say like, like also you are in charge of your experience, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have to take like everything about the typical quote unquote problems and challenges that we associate with Thanksgiving and holidays. That's all external circumstances that we have very little control or influence over. Mm-hmm. And But you are in charge of your experience. And like, I think you're going to have to like mentally prepare yourself and take the reins and be like, you know what? Uncle Charlie is not my favorite person and I, for legitimate reasons, but I'm not going to let him ruin this for me. Or, you know, have a pregame how you're going. You can stay away from people too. Like, and you can, or have a canned answer that, you know, a canned answer when they ask you that triggering question that you know they're going to ask you and you can just have a canned answer that neutralizes yes. and then you walk away. Yes. And yes. so I think that you really have to take the responsibility and like own the mantra of, you know, I don't have any sort of influence over your actions, but I have all the influence over my reactions. Ooh, and I am, yeah. I am 100% in control of how I receive what happens and what's going on. And if you need to like, you have to make sure that you are taking care of yourself and not in a selfish way, but in order to one, enjoy and be there for the, the parts of it that you really want, you got to step outside and take a breather and then come back, do that. If you need, if you know you can't be living in the house, like if you're traveling and you can't be there, stay somewhere else and come for the meal. Like how can you show up as your best self for the people that matter to you and for yourself? So I think there's a lot of responsibility on ourselves to make sure that we are are present for it and taking care of it in the way we can. And on the flip side of that, like if you're feeling overwhelmed, like I saw, I've seen a few things um, inside the membership, we're already talking about like planning and being overwhelmed, but like simplify, simplify, simplify. Mm -hmm. You do not have to have a thousand decorations. Like one of the things that I have really adopted that has served me well is like go all the way back to like, it's kind of like an elimination diet. Like what, what do I need to do that I can do really well? And when I can do those few things really well, then I get to add things on because I like to do all the things and I get very overambitious about things. And then I don't do them the way I wanted to do them. These are only my expectations, right? And I know I could have done better. And then I'm like, and it's like, it's sort of mediocre. And I don't like that it was mediocre. And so for me, for my personality type, it's better for me to cut back 
and stay really focused and like really do something with excellence and then build out from there because less with excellence is more fulfilling to me than more that is below what I feel I was ultimately capable of. Now that's not the same for everybody. Like you might want more stuff and it's okay if it's not the best, you know, like, and I don't, the best maybe isn't even the right word, but like you have to know yourself well enough about the experience that you want to create. And so I say, if you haven't thought about that yet, you have a week or so to think about that now and really like think about what you want your experience to be. And again, I feel like I mention this every time. If you would like sit down with a pen and paper and, and write free write for a while, like set a timer on your phone for 10 minutes and you're not allowed to get up and leave until that 10 minutes up, even if you're just staring at that blank piece of paper and write like, how do I want to feel? What would make it do that way? Like just whatever comes up for you, because I think that we have the responsibility for framing the experience we want to. And that goes from like the cooking to the hosting, to the not hosting, to the travel. Like, how do I want to show up? How do I want to show up for myself and other people? Like we just have so much more control, like control. And I say that with, you know, quotation marks around it. Like we have a lot more control than we necessarily give ourselves credit for. Like if we really take a step back, there's a lot of things outside of our control, but we have a lot of impact and like the, the quality of the control we do have is quite high when we, when we execute well. So to take it down that route as well. So Megan started it. guys. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> it's okay. We we always joke around like this is so funny because many of the women that you hear on the podcast are like my friends. Like these Lana and Megan are my actual friends. They're not just people that we invited as guests. Though we will have those people as well. But like we in this friend group, like we always joke that we are not good at small talk. We like we cannot so hard. like ride so hard. We cannot keep it light. We have to yeah. go the next thing we know we're like talking about trauma and (laughs) never, never quit out on a podcast early because more than likely if you're here, if you are like us and you are here for the hard topics, definitely save for the last 10 minutes because it, it will always come back that way. It's probably always going to end. Like it's probably always going to veer off (laughs) into the deep end. It is what it is. Okay, you guys, thank you so much. Any other final thoughts for real this time? That's a very dangerous question to ask. <laughs> I know, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. This like, like, why are these podcasts 120 minutes long? It's like, they keep quitting. They keep saying it's the end and then it's not the end. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, you guys. Yes, thank you. To everybody, I hope that you just have a chance to really sit with the gratefulness of like Megan said, there's so much to be grateful for. Like, and if we can use Thanksgiving as like the foundation as we move into the Christmas holiday season, mm, so yummy. Not just the food. That's great too. Thanksgiving is the perfect, if you do it right, it's the perfect springboard into Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Right. Starting with the thankfulness. Yeah. Being grateful. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you guys for joining me for this sort of light and then not so light conversation about Thanksgiving. If you um, are listening, you can find Megan and Lana both on Instagram. If you're like, oh, they need to be my best friends too, you should totally follow them and we'll link everybody in the show notes. But aside from that, happy Thanksgiving. I mean, it's not thanks, it's gonna be next week, but happy Thanksgiving anyway. We'll chat more about these things. I mean, I feel like we have like, now we have to have like six years worth of Thanksgiving topics. I feel like we barely, again, touched the surface of it. All right. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with me. If you had any aha moments or some questions came up, please hit us up in your Instagram stories. Just take a screenshot, share that, tag us at Cowgirls Over Coffee, and let's keep this conversation going. Otherwise, we'll see you back here next week. And just thank you again. Go out and make it the best week ever.